Hey everyone, it's Jeremiah and Mark from the Nightclub and Bar Show. Today we sat down with Sarah Jenkins and Brittany Kiyohi from White Oak Communications. They're speaking in our marketing track uh, about 360 brand building and how you can really focus on your marketing communication. Uh, so Mark, what were your kind of key takeaways from our quick conversation we had with them? Well, those guys are really interesting. They've got a, an interesting uh, bar and restaurant social media practice and PR practice. Um, they talk a lot of, uh, but I thought about a lot of common sense when it comes to social um, and when it comes to PR in general. You know, don't go overboard. You can't do too much too quickly. Um, grow your business. Identify what your goals are. I mean, it's a very smart approach to to PR and a smart approach to social media. Um, and it's you know, it's a smart approach for someone who's just starting a business or someone who's in business a while that wants to figure out, you know, how to do social media, how to promote their business uh, in a smart way. And I think they have some good ideas. Absolutely. And I thought they do a great job of kind of crossing the spectrum of those startups that are young and scrappy uh, to those kind of really established bars that are out there and, and doing things with Coachella. Uh, we talk a little bit about the coronavirus and how bars and restaurants are thinking about that. Uh, and this is just a great conversation. So with that, let's dive in. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having yeah, us. Thanks for having us on. Yeah. So you guys are coming to the show. You're speaking in our marketing pillar uh, about the 360 approach on building your brand. So before we kind of dig into what you're doing at NTB, do you want to give just a, kind of a brief background on White Oak? I know you guys have been around since about 2014. Uh, you work with a lot of great clients, but you know, what's your day to day look like? Yeah, absolutely. So we are a, well, let me back up even more. We started as a PR and social media agency focusing um, on the culinary and hospitality space with, you know, a little bit of real estate thrown in there too. Um, and we, you know, um, became a more 360 agency when Brittany joined uh, in 2016, um, really working to build our clients in the PR sphere with just traditional magazine print, um, newspapers, et cetera, in the social media world, you know, helping build their online presence via digital. And then um, with experiential, which is how we became free for free. So that's through events, activations, brands, partnerships, really kind of working to um, separate us and differentiate us from most agencies working in this space in a more traditional fashion. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that experiential is so big. And in, in fact, our own company, we're really focused on the experiential economy. So, I mean, what are some of the lessons that bars and restaurants can kind of think about when they think about experiential and creating that new sense of atmosphere and excitement to really draw people through the door? Well, I think the big thing is like you always want to think about, you know, kind of why you're doing things and who's the best people to be partnering with. I think it's really important to align yourself with brand partners that just make sense, that that's more authentic and it comes off to the general public as like an authentic experience instead of forced. Right. I mean, you know, everybody says they want to go to Coachella, but is Coachella right for everybody? And, you know, we look at a lot of our clients. And we have to push for budget and we have to push for these various things. And, you know, in the hospitality space, sometimes when budget can be an issue, finding ways to find brand partners that are affordable to them or helping them get out of their comfort zone. 
and make, you know, investments in their, in themselves that, that end up having a greater ROI because they did put a little bit of money, um, where they needed to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do want to go back on Coachella, but you know, what is that kind of tipping point when you think uh, a brand or bar restaurant or operation knows that they're ready to start, you know, paying for PR to start actually, you know, hiring marketing communication experts to kind of do what they do best so they can focus on their business. Yeah, that's actually a really great question. And I think it's something restaurants struggle with. And, you know, there's a lot of articles and things written about this. It's like, do you need a great GM or a great publicist? And I think the question is a little bit both, you know, our job is to bring awareness, get people in the door for you. And your job is to take it from there. So, you know, when a restaurant opens is really the best time, or even when someone is looking for a little reinvigoration, when they need a little judging up as it were, they can come to us. But I think it has to be very much a synergistic effort because we will get people in your door, but what you do with them once they're inside is kind of, well, and I think the issue that we come across all the time is that, you know, clients will think that they need a PR agency to come on board and help, but they don't want to put the effort into actually helping the PR agency do their job. So what we find a lot of times is that we're constantly following up with our clients to get new information, to get to get menus, to figure out, you know, where they want to be, what they want to do, what are their main goals. And in the end, it doesn't do anyone any good because they didn't know what they were like really signing up for. They didn't have the time to really invest in their future and in their brand, you know, with the PR agency as a team. You know, kind of to that point, it's really about preparedness too. I think that um, you have to be ready as a restaurant or a bar, right? You bring on PR, you bring on social and you start getting press, you start getting LA Times reviews, you know, we just had two clients get back-to-back -back LA Times reviews. You have to be ready and staffed and good to go to like manage what happens, the windfall that happens from that. Mm -hmm. And guys, we are dog friendly, so we're not going to edit that out because we were talking about their pup before we jumped on, and uh, we're just a huge fan of that. But you guys were kind of getting into it, like you know, I think the biggest common misperception. You guys actually answered one of my questions, but I would kind of you know. I think you're completely right. And, and coming from agency and consulting work before, you know, I'm used to kind of, you can't be a warrior for somebody if they don't give you the ammo to kind of go to fight and battle for them. So, you know, what are some of those tips that, you know, you would give to a bar and restaurant, you know, before they pick up the phone and say, Hey, I need a, a publicist or I need someone to help me with my communication. Like what does your checklist look like for them? So they can kind of be ready to meet what you all are asking for. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it can, it's a little complicated, right? Because I would start saying, oh, excuse me, I'd start by saying a brand identity, but that's honestly something that we can help with and help create and shape. I think it's really just a willingness to collaborate because we're a creative agency, right? So we, oh, I am so sorry. You come on to a creative agency and it is to have someone give ideas to someone, have you help ideate. So we just want to have a client who's willing to um, create with us. And I think that, you know, obviously you have corporate clients who have a very set vision and a set thing they need executed, and we can do that too and successfully. But I think the best campaigns are the campaigns that are, you know, we're sitting with the chef, we're sitting with the bar manager, we're sitting with the owner, we're sitting with, you know, um, them and really, really building. I, we have a client prank in um, downtown LA and they, they're a bar and they make 
terpene cocktails, and it's absolutely fascinating. And from that, you know, we work with them. They're now launching this organic uh, single estate tequila called El Sativo. And we've worked with them to the point where we've built them. We've helped build their name. We've helped get their brand out there. And now this product is kind of being able to launch with some credibility based on that. So it's been a really fun collaboration. That's awesome. So, you know, you guys work with so many clients and you've had a lot of success. You know, what are you kind of hoping to to kind of educate our attendees on when they're leaving the session? Like you get 50 minutes of, you know, almost how we call it a, a power talk in a way. Um, so what are you kind of hoping to share with them at your session? And what do you usually find people are coming up to ask you afterwards, you know, after the presentation like this? I mean, <laughs> well, it's kind of funny. The Brittany and I, our synergy is a little funny. You know, I am a very much a like idea, idea, like dream it, build it. They will come kind of like dreamer. And Brittany is like hands on the ground. No, sorry. Boots on the ground. ground. (laughs) Operations. And so one thing that, you know, when we have our panel and we talk, it's really interesting to hear the dynamic because you need a creative, but you also need that operation side of things. And we want to be able to show, um, you know, the attendees and, and our, and our audience that, your oh my gosh this is just a little out of control over here but what um what what you can really do anything as long as you have an operational person who can help manage it and i think a lot of the times you know we've we've spoken at different places and and people come up to us after and they say you know okay we want to be famous like i want to make my bar program famous like i want i make these great craft cocktails like now like now make me a star and you know i think it's really helping explain the process is more than just like, cool, you can pick a cocktail. Cool. You can, you know, go to tails. Like, but like, how do you become the best high volume bar in America? Well, I think a lot of the things that we want people to understand too, is like people don't really understand what public relations is. Like, what is that going to give you? What is, what's, why is it necessary for your brand or is it necessary for your brand? I mean, that goes with social media that goes with, you know, influencer marketing that goes to, you know, experiential and, um, you know, sponsorships. Like, I mean, a lot of people get very scared when sponsorships come into play because it's like so much money that you're putting out there. And what is that really going to bring to your brand? And is that going to make sense? And I think what we'd like for people to walk away with is an understanding of these three elements and how it is, you know, going to affect your brand and hopefully help you succeed. I think also just to kind of add on to that, because this is a little fun little antidote, you know, we worked for years building um, Instagram for a very, very, very high profile cocktail bar in New York. Um, When they came to us, they had maybe 15,000 followers and we worked for about three years to get them to half a million. And, you know, over those years, we saw hundreds of Instagrams pop up, right? But people mm-hmm. emulating it, trying to do the same thing, trying to take these dark, moody photos, really trying to recreate what we created. And I look back to that and I think, you know, kind of to what Brittany's saying, it's like just copying something that works doesn't work. It's like we want to help these restaurants, bars, nightclubs find their authentic voice. Like that's what gets you, that's what gets you know, the followers and people come to us and they say, Oh, we saw what you did with so-and-so do that for us. And we have to say, no, like we're here to help you create your own brand voice and your own vibe and your own look and feel. That's great. 
So a quick question for you. We're going to be focusing a lot on startups this year, uh, trying to help people start their restaurants from scratch. Um, if you're opening a bar, opening a restaurant, you know, from your perspective, you know, obviously you can't create an experience on day one, or at least, you know, you, if you could, you'd be great. But what do you suggest for somebody who wants to be the biggest, you know, the most highest volume bar in the world or, you know, eventually be um, an experience of some kind? Where do they start? Well, I think like, you know, in creating an experience, it all relies on your PR and social footprint. So I think like, you know, starting out, you want to make sure like you are in the press and you are talked about. And that sort of helps build your name out there and starts creating experiences. Like, you know, of course, we don't want to push experience right experiences right off the bat, but we do want to align brands with relevant publications and media outlets and making sure that we have the name correct. Like, do you want to be, you know, the best bar in the world? Do you want to have the best food in the world? Do you want to have a popular chef? Like, what does that look like? And in turn, helping to get that across through media and social media, and then following it up with creating that experience. So like to that point, you know, we've been through our fair share of failures as we have successes. And we've seen restaurants with the hugest backing, with the biggest name chef, with the most anticipation, just not be able to execute, right? Not be able to like fizzle out after six months. We've lived through some pretty gnarly disappointments. Right. And that was, you know, you could throw millions at that project and it wouldn't have worked. But to that point, we've seen projects like, teeny tiny little itty bitty found oyster in East Hollywood, which is 26 seat oyster bar with a natural wine program. Like, you know, they're doing 15, 20 K nights. That's insane for 26 seats, right? Like, and it's, they had us on for over a year beforehand, building, concepting, ideating, thinking how to position it, working with the team. I think it's just how you position yourself. And as a startup and I, you know, the other example I want to use is we've worked with a um, a kid. His name is Ian McPherson, and he has bars in Scotland. And he, his brand, you know, he's accoladed for Panda and Sons at Tales year after year. And mm-hmm. just so inventive and authentic. Like, I think authenticity between Panda and Sons and Found Oyster, those are, like, authentic, soulful places. And if you're a bar, cocktail bar, nightclub, restaurant, you have to have like soul, like that's just a fact or otherwise like there'll be no reason to keep coming back. Right. right. Great. Thanks. So another question for you, I hope this question becomes completely irrelevant for folks, but I at least have to ask the question given what's happening these days. Um, coronavirus. Uh, I imagine, you know, right now I was out on a Saturday night and restaurant I went to was jammed. I had lunch today. Restaurant was jammed. But if it gets worse, I imagine that we're going to start to see declines in, in restaurant bookings and, and, you know, and table turns and things like that. What would you tell somebody who's, you know, an independent restaurant um, who doesn't really have a lot of PR, uh, you know, coverage? What do they, what do they do? What should they be telling their customers? How should they handle something when, you know, there's a scary thing out there and people don't want to come to the restaurant? I mean, you say coronavirus, but that can include cockroaches, vermin, getting a B rating. Like there's so many things that restaurants face on a daily basis where they have to manage that messaging and how to share it with their customers. And honestly, I mean, it's, it's challenging. It's, it's something that I think we have to face every day. You know, 
sometimes I think the coronavirus is a little bit different because it's, it's, there's, there's no real, um, like anything to base it off. But I think oftentimes with messaging, we just tell them to, you know, um, be honest with their customers. You know, if they have to close, to say, Hey, we're closed for the night, come back and see us tomorrow. Um, just try and keep the messaging on social, you know, but don't draw too much attention. Right. But I do think it's like, you know, being a real person and communicating as much as, you know, you humanly can, making sure that, you know, everything stays clean, that your customers are, are you know, ensured that the, the space is clean and, and kind of going from there. Yeah, I think that's the, the main thing is being human. People can see right through kind of like your like fake excuses. Right. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Being honest and being human is, is probably a great way to approach just about any crisis that you have. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. And you guys actually have a – well, first you're going to be with us in Nightclub Bar, which is March 30th, April 1st. And then you have a quick turnaround because you guys are doing uh, a big activation at Coachella as well, which is I think like April 10th through the 19th. What, what do you guys have going on with uh, the, mes- the Mezcal, the Mezcaria? Yeah, so we represent um, Madre, which is a Oaxacan restaurant out here in Los Angeles. They're opening their third location on Fairfax, um, right in the middle of West Hollywood. So, you know, high volume kind of space. And the goal here is to really highlight this Mezcalaria experience. Madre has the largest selection of Mezcals in the nation at over 400 bottles, which is crazy because I never thought that there was even 400 bottles of Mezcals out there. Um, <laughs> but the idea here is to, you know, promote this Mezcalaria experience. And we've, also, we've teamed up with the Rolling Stones uh, magazine um, who's throwing a big Coachella party weekend one. So we'll be activating out there um, with this Mezcalaria bar produced by Madre, um, presenting um, with our uh, representing uh, Mezcal brands like La Luna, Illegal, Los Javis, and Real Minero. So what's really cool about this, just like, just to kind of think about, and we'll talk about this a little bit at Vegas. So we don't want to give too much away because you got to get a ticket and come see us. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, they're the ultimate example of a real true 360 client, right? Both through press, through social media. When we kind of talk at our panel a little bit about their origins and how he, how their owner, Ivan Vasquez began and his story and, and what this actually is, you'll really see that like authenticity and just true, true, true grit and talent can like take you from having a small little Oaxacan burrito restaurant in Palms. I'm guarantee you, you can't find Palms on a map right. in Los Angeles to uh, partnering with the Rolling Stones at Coachella to host like a friggin' like insane Mezcal event. Bar. Yeah. yeah. Bar. It's like a crazy story. Basically and, we're the bar right. at, at the Rolling Stones event, which is just, I mean, it's, it's huge for the Mezcal community and, and as a whole, but also, you know, for our client and really building out that experience and getting people to, you know, kind of understand that what Mezcal is, it's still very new. Um, you know, it's still kind of developing. And I think that, you know, tagging on to a, an event like this is really elevating the brand and the Mezcal community as a whole. But to be clear, and I just have to like 
kind of give ourselves a little props here because I think oftentimes agencies, you know, are always right behind the scenes. Like mm-hmm. none of this could have come to fruition without the help of an agency advocating for them right. vigorously and daily. One well, concept in the idea too, and working with, you know, with our client to really figure out like, how is this going to work? What kind of, what brands do we have on board? What, what relationships do you have? How can we leverage these relationships and what's this going to look like? And just really figuring out how it's going to be a positive impact for everyone involved. And that goes back to the client. We have a client who wants to work and work with us and ideate and is open to suggestions, which makes it even more of a pleasure. Right. Well, that's awesome. And then you two have definitely raised the bar uh, for your next client. This goes, well, I want the Rolling Stones and <laughs> either temporary expectations or say, listen, this is this is how they did it and we can do it, but it's, it's not an easy path. So uh, our last wrap up question is kind of more as a parting shot. Any uh, last takeaways that you want to kind of offer uh, our listeners today that are, you know, trying to grow their business, expand their business and, and looking really to improve their, their marketing and communications? I think we both might have different things, but like mine would be don't open without PR and social. Like, don't think you can do it yourself. Like I can't open a restaurant. I'm not a GM. I cannot make you a Manhattan. I'm not a bartender. Like I can get you press and I can build your social media. Like everyone has a job to do. Let us, let us in and help. Right. I agree with that completely. And I think you need that in order to kind of build your brand and build your name out there um, so that these brands want to align with you and want to continue to partner with you down the road. And find someone who understands you. Right. Find find an agency who gets you. Like, you know, you can work with every celebrity chef under the sun, but guess what? You look at the Los Angeles food landscape right now and their restaurants are closing and those big million dollar buildouts are closing. Like, Find an agency who is scrappy, who understands you, and can really learn your language. Yeah, I think that's a yeah. quite literally they should be hungry. Yes, I think that's a, yeah, exactly. I think it's a great exactly. point. One of the things we used to tell uh, in my social media practice, we used to tell people is just because you're on Facebook doesn't mean you know how to manage Facebook because that's the thing we right. that's the thing we heard the most is well I'm on Facebook I know I know exactly what to do there um, and they were very far off. Right, <laughs> exactly. That's what that happens a lot. So. That's what we're here to do and kind of change the mindset of people um, just on the platforms and actually understanding, let, helping them understand how to use them. Well, Sarah, Brittany, thank you both so much for your time. We will see you in just a few weeks in Vegas and good luck on everything else you're working on. Amazing. Thank you, thank you guys. And Coco and Bentley behaved pretty well for you guys. So <laughs> we're sure. thankful over here. All right. See you in Vegas, guys. Thanks. Thanks for us.